again and welcome in. Wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from, I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's Word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, and it's been way too long since I've infused some baseball into the podcast, and so that's kind of where we're going to go today. And I'll say this first here as we start, that, yeah, I know uh, the sport of baseball at face value, uh, pretty boring sport, one would say. And I mean, as much as I love the game, I know that there are some things that make it boring. Um, number one, it's not timed. There, there is no time limit. Uh, there are also some, some really long periods of time where there is no action, like nothing happens to the casual observer. It's not action-packed. I mean, again, just to the casual fan, uh, they might see it as, okay, well, a guy throws a ball, another guy tries to hit the ball, And when he does finally hit the ball, he runs while the other team tries to field the ball and get him out. But as boring as you may think it is, and as boring as I personally think it is sometimes, I fell in love with the game of baseball a long time ago as a kid because of the game within the game. One of my favorite things to do when I was little was to go with my dad to baseball games. He was a baseball coach. And I used to love to sit in the dugout and observe the game while also listening to the coaches coach the game. And what I learned very early on is that playing the game and being involved in the game versus being a casual observer of the game is two totally different things, right? So the casual observer may seem, the game may see, seem boring, might, might seem uh, monotonous or repetitive. But if you sit in the dugout and you're a coach or you're involved in the game, and especially the game within the game, you actually begin to see that each and every pitch that sometimes seems monotonous or boring or repetitive is actually really important to winning the ultimate game. So let me go here with this because there's a quote that I used to try to share occasionally with my teams back when I was coaching that goes like this. Baseball is more than a game. It's like life played out on a field. And so with that quote, you might be thinking, okay, well, which part of baseball is like life played out on a field? And to that, I would say there's one statistic in baseball that I think was always super important and relevant for our pitchers when I was coaching. Like, we would pay special attention to this one thing. We would log it. We would reward the kids for doing it, for paying attention to it, uh, for talking about it, for for bringing it to light. And, And to me, it was always the one irrefutable piece of data collected that was in a league of its own when it came to pitching and limiting the offensive success of the other team. And and that statistic is the first pitch strike. Now, if you know nothing about baseball, a strike thrown by a pitcher is a good thing. 
because it puts your opponent at a disadvantage. And so a first pitch strike to each hitter that comes to bat is even more important because it immediately puts the hitter at a disadvantage. The hitter begins his at-bat in what we would call a hole. So the pitcher begins at an advantage. The hitter begins in a hole. And not just an advantage for the pitcher, but they also begin with some confidence. So let me throw th- some some uh, stats at you to prove just how important that first pitch is. Um, and so for the pitcher that throws the first pitch as a strike, 92.7% of first pitch strikes lead to the desired outcome of the pitcher or the defense in baseball, which is to get out. So that means... When a pitcher throws a first pitch strike to a hitter, less than 8% of the time does that hitter have the result that he wants to have, which is a hit or to get on base. That That's a stat that's in a league of its own. But here's the deal. I've never had a kid that I coached, nor did I ever play with anyone that threw first pitch strikes at that high of a rate, like 92%. Typically, the percentage of first pitch strikes is around 50 to 60%. Now, in my last year as a coach, our team percentage of first pitch strikes was 56%. That's that's pretty decent. And so they say that the major leaguers throw approximately 57% of first pitch strikes. And so, obviously, the higher that first pitch strike percentage is, the more of a chance you have of limiting the damage that can be done by your opponent. It equals more success. It equals more wins. And I don't know about you guys, but I like to win. (laughs) So even more so, like the game of baseball, when it comes to life, I like to try to emphasize the statistics that are important to be able to get to the end of each day. And to be able to look up at the scoreboard and say, yeah, I won today. I did it. I had some success. So let's talk this first pitch strike thing in regards to life. Where am I going with this? Well, I think it's really pretty applicable this week because here's what I do know. That yesterday, our kids, all kids in Marion County just went back to school. And so... For you parents out there, just that simple fact that they went back to school this week has probably really skewed the numbers not so much in your favor when it comes to first pitch strikes. As most of you know, I have three kids, and when it's time for me to wind up and for that first pitch of the morning to come in and to roll in and wake them up and get them ready and feed them breakfast and get them out the door. Man, my percentage is way down sometimes, which can lead to a really brutal outcome where after I drop them off, I take a peek up at the scoreboard and I'm already down a few runs. But the beautiful part about baseball, much like life, is there's always an opportunity to get back in the game. You see, that first pitch strike is key to success as each and every hitter that steps to the plate uh, comes to the plate in all nine innings. Like, it's a statistic that is key 
no matter what part of the game you're in, whether it's the first inning or the last inning. And that's a lot like life, right? Like, okay, that inning was brutal. Or you started the day off wrong. First pitch strike percentage was way down that inning. Well, what are you going to do about it in that next inning when you pull into work, when you show up at a meeting, when you go to lunch, when you're doing whatever you do throughout the course of your day? You see the importance of the first pitch strike as the game or the day goes along still exists. So for your 44 today, how can we spiritually lock in on the importance of the first pitch strike? There are all kinds of tips and tricks out there about starting your day off right, like how to get the percentages in your favor to be able to look up at the scoreboard at the end of the day and say, yeah, I, I won or I had success. But I'd say the best thing that you can do to get that first pitch strike over the plate is to make it a routine thing to meet up with God somehow in some way every single morning. Before any other good mornings, before any other meetings for work, before the day begins, before distractions loom, take some time and meet with God. Spend some time with God. And so let me go back to baseball because you know what's almost more important to a pitcher's success than the first pitch strike throughout the game? Pitchers are kind of, you know, squirrely guys, most of them. Uh, you guys that pitched or used to pitch, don't take offense. But for most pitchers, the routine before the game is just as big as the game itself. I, I know from being a, a former coach, I would have guys that, that played for me that if they were off by a minute or something didn't go good before the game or, or they forgot to do something or they're wearing the wrong socks or whatever it is, before even the official first pitch of the game was even thrown, they were just off. And even though the scoreboard wasn't even on yet, they were already losing. And I think the same goes for us. So what does that routine look like for you in the morning? If God is not somehow in some way involved in that morning routine before the first pitch is even thrown, well, then good luck. It's not really a big commitment even. Uh, you know, I, maybe just find a verse or say a quick prayer or do your reading in the morning. I, I think that you'd be surprised at just how much better your day goes when that's a part of who you are and what you do every morning. It's routine. It's habitual. And that's what I do. Now, just to add some scripture into this, back in Psalm chapter 5, David says this uh, in verse 3, in the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. Seems to indicate that he's made it a habit. It's, it's a routine. And he goes on to say, in the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. The New Living uh, Translation translates it this way. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning, I bring my request to you, and I wait expectantly. I think that there's some serious wisdom there that I would argue 
you know, to do this is to throw a first pitch strike, is to start the game off with the percentages in your favor that is to your opponent, Satan, uh, his disadvantage. Like, you to start this way, to throw your first pitch of the game this way every day, put your opponent, Satan, in the hole to start the day and not the other way around. But you see... As I explained a little while ago, this isn't the only part of the game or the day where the first pitch strike is important. It's not just the morning. It's not just in the first inning of the game. It shows up everywhere and all throughout every day. So as each inning changes and each hitter comes to the plate, consider how you can focus on that first pitch. And one of the best ways to do that, well, it's no different than what's important in the first inning. Talk to him, meet with him, pray to him, read his word. Colossians chapter four and verse two says, continue steadfastly in prayer. You hear that? Continue. Let it continually happen. You see, not just in the morning, let it continue throughout each day and each inning and each hitter that comes to the plate. Pray, focus in on the first pitch strike. We also read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Paul says there, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Well, not only does he go on to say that it is the will of God, but the same concept applies. Like all the time, each day, each inning, as each hitter steps to the plate, rejoice always, all the time. Pray without ceasing, all the time. Give thanks to God in all circumstances. You know, I think if we want to win, if we're looking to have more success or, you know, maybe you're just looking to to just increase your win percentage, knowing that you aren't going to win each day or each inning, which we aren't. First pitch strikes are super important and we need to take great care and give much concern to that first pitch of the day. And then eagerly watch and wait expectantly. And I think you'd be surprised at what starts to happen is at the end of each game, at the end of each day, you take a peek up at the scoreboard and you find out what the final score was. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I love you and I'll talk to you next week.